This week on episode number 79 of The Relaxed Mail, we're going to be talking about assumptions and why they do not serve you in any way possible. Hello and welcome to Relaxed Mail, a podcast that helps men change their relationship with themselves. I am your host, Brian. And I am a men's life and mindset coach who is here to help you understand that you don't have to suffer at your own expense. You can live your dream, and I encourage you to set, then pursue your goals. So join me as I change the mindset and attitudes of men so that they can be the leaders of their families and their destinies. Hey man, hello and welcome to Relaxed Mail. So assumptions and and all that stuff, we're going to be talking about that today, but before we do, want to uh, first off welcome all the new folks who have come in and started listening and guys we have gotten quite a few new listeners in and doing great in the in the up and to the right uh directory uh, direction of the uh, on the stats could always use some more so if uh, somewhere along this way if you end up liking this show please go out and give uh share this episode with the people that you know, people who you think of when they, uh, who might be troubled by the the terrible uh, uh, assume, and if you uh, come across, you know, somebody who you think would be served by the listening to the relaxed mail, share it to them, share it to them on Facebook and Instagram, and share share it to all the different uh, uh, categories that and, and and channels that you normally visit. If also, if you are new. Thank you for take, giving me a, a chance on this uh, on this episode. We're going to be talking about how we can help, how ways that you can actually live life on your terms and be able to live life to the fullest and be able to take life by the horns and be able to, at the end of the day, breathe as you <laughs> as you may hear me do sometimes. You can you know we can breathe and and relax and enjoy the the fruits of our labor and enjoy the 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 results of everything that we have been working ourselves to the bone for. Now, each week, uh, I do like to give answer a, a reader, uh, a listener question. And if you ever happen to have a question that you would like to ask, uh, feel free to go to relaxedmail.com forward slash contact. And down, down at the bottom, you're going to see a contact form. You go ahead and fill out that form. It'll come to me. I'll be answering out any, what, any question that you have. If you're not uh, going to have the ability to make it over to the website and you want to be able to just shoot in a simple email out, we can do that too. You can send an email to Brian with a Y at relaxedmail.com and I'll get it in my inbox and I'll answer it uh, just the same. Now, if for whatever reason I don't have any questions that come into the inbox, then what I'll normally do is I'll jump over to Quora and I'll answer a question. That's where this uh, week's uh, question actually comes from. Now, the question of the week is brought to you by the Brotherhood of Men. Now, the Brotherhood of Men is a men's group that I have together that is designed to actually help men to be, to understand how they can actually implement what is all told and explained here on the Relaxed Mail. You're able to find a means of getting some much-needed accountability in your in your actions. So if you're saying that you're going to start uh, making steps towards uh, starting up your own show or your uh, own podcast or your own start up your own business, or you're going to 
take steps to, you know, start talking to your wife more, whatever area of your life you're wanting to help with. If you don't do something like that, you're going to have to come and you're going to have to face the the men in your group. The culture of the of the group is one that pushes you to want to become better, wants you to become stronger and more healthy, be able to support and build all four elements of your of your of your the relaxed male platform where you're you've got to you be working on your body, your mind, your soul, and building that community. You're gonna start developing a, a these men in this group will become start becoming your friends. They will start becoming your biggest cheerleaders. We are all getting better. We are all becoming a a force to be reckoned with. We're becoming this movement. And with that movement, it helps to to help have other guys that are there so that you can actually voice what your concerns are, what's fears that you may have. That's what we do. We help each other. We we in a way nurture what what is what is lacking uh and and we become a stronger man because of it. If you're interested in becoming a a member of the Brotherhood of Men, I ask you to go to relaxedmail.com forward slash brotherhood and fill out the form. I'll get a hold of you and we'll get you on the path to becoming the the man that lives his life on his terms and is able to at the end of the day relax and and enjoy that life. So this week with the question coming from Cora, it was asked, I suffer from anxiety and depression, uh, not debilitating because I keep my job and social life. I'm 32, have never left home. My parents are enablers and never push me out. What advice would you give someone like me? Now, there's a lot to unpack on here. And where to start? <laughs> First off, he claims that he suffers from anxiety and depression. All right. But it's not debilitating because it's uh, he keeps a job and actually has a social life. Now, the pro- root of all of this problem is what he says in the second half of this question. I'm 32 and I never have never left home. Okay. That's the biggest problem. Now, why has he never left home? Because of the last bit. My parents are enablers and never pushed me out. No, that's not the case at all, dude. This is not because your parents are enablers and never pushed you out, man. No, it's because you decided you it was a lot better, a lot more comfortable to stay at the house and to sit there and live off of your mom and dad's hard work than to actually go out and face the, the lions and tigers and bears, oh my, and whatever else is actually out in the world, which is when you come to find out is nowhere near as bad as you actually fear it to be. Worst thing is, is that you have to try to pay a bill on time. If it's your if it's your HBO Max or your Hulu or whatever, I bet you dollars of donuts because you do actually have a job that you could probably actually pay your Hulu or or, or HBO Max or whatever streaming service you're wanting to use. Bet you get that paid on time. You're not relying on mom and dad to pay for it. You're not relying on on other people to take care of you. And that's the big problem with with what's happening in this email. Now, the person who actually asked this question, I'm, I think they already know what the answer is, but they were looking for people to give them some different answers. But it's because, you know, I suffer from anxiety and depression. Uh, no debilitating, not debilitating. I can work. I can I can have a social life, but I need someone to kick me in the crotch hard enough to make me want to leave home. And, 
you know, I understand moving out now. Well, for me, when it was time, when I turned 18, it was time for me to leave the house. I was wanting to leave the house. I had that adventure spirit in me where I wanted out. I was the rebellious teenager. I really got tired of being underneath my parents' house and having to live under their rules. I wanted to live under my own rules and to and to live life the way I wanted to. And it really just, you know, it just it 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 life bites back. I'll tell you that for sure because I mean, I spent, you know, you don't live high on the hog when you're first getting out on life. And that's, I think, especially being 32, you want to know this, but if you're, if you're 32 years old and you're still living at home, you have lost the ability to act, to seriously have the skills that you need. So it's going to take a lot of work and you're going to feel like a super big moron. My daughter, when she was, uh, before she moved out of the house, she, I'd made the comment because she had turned 18 and it was and stuff that want to know. So when you're looking at, uh, moving out and, and getting your own apartment and living your life. And she said she hadn't thought about it yet. And I was like, well, that's something you're going to need to start thinking about is get finding a place to live and find, live, know where you're wanting to, wanting to go. Meaning as, this is something that definitely needs to rest on your head a lot harder than what uh, apparently it was at that time. <laughs> and so a couple of three days passed by and I come, I was at the, I just happened to be at the house whenever uh, there. And the, uh, so it'd been like the following week and uh, she come down, she was just boohoo and her he- eyes out and she came to me crying and she wanted to know why I didn't love her anymore. Why I wanted to get rid of her and get and and throw her out of the house. And I was like, I had to uh, go, you know, call a, call a time and go, whoa, 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 whoa. I'm not kicking you out of the house. This is something that you have to do. You are a grown bird. Eagles, they build their nest out of thorns and then line it with everything, with some soft feathers and stuff. So as the baby grows bigger and bigger and bigger, those thorns start to poke through and it becomes more and more and more uncomfortable for that, for that full grown chick to stay there in the, in the nest. It has to finally decide, you know what? I'm tired of having these thorns in my, in my poked in my butt all every day. I need to leave. And so it, it, that's kicking it out. You know, that's a, that's a very, uh, very non-subtle hint, but I was wanted my daughter to just start thinking about, Hey, I need to start finding a place to live. I want to be on my own. And that's what I told her. And she was still, you know, didn't like the idea because she had this thought loop of, oh, he's he doesn't want me in the house anymore. He's kicking me out. And that that was the very point of what this uh the this this week's uh topic is. She was making assumptions as to what I was meaning by my questions. And yeah, like I said, it's scary to move out. And I told her that, yeah, it's going to be scary. Don't and try to kind of knock some of her uh, lofty, th- loftier thoughts out of the air because you know it's not healthy to go there thinking that you're going to rent a twelve hundred dollar a month apartment on, you know, a a fee a, a, a fresh out of high school kid's uh, salary, and so it took a lot to get her to. To 
lower her expectations. And she left and she had to come back. She stayed at the house where uh, she did, did a stint out in the real world. And she came back because of, she had made some some unwise decisions and had to come back, get regroup and get herself back on, on order. It wasn't any type of addiction or anything like that, if that's what you think. And it, it was just she had, you know, Decided it going the direction of uh, of letting a boy take care of her was the was the direction, and the boy finally was like, you know what, I don't need you, and kicked her out of the house, and she had no place to go. So had to get her back so she could build up a, a store a set of of uh, storage of money and some savings so she could try again. And it took about a year, year um, almost a year and a half, for her to finally. Get everything built back up so she could take a, another run at it. Uh, and she, so far, she's been been flying pretty good. But it's those first steps out. You often wind up in just the most crappiest apartment that you can find. Especially if you're trying to do, you're living on your own. You're going to be in in the crappiest part of town, the crappiest uh apartment and apartments that maybe even make your mom and dad just a little bit nervous that you're actually staying there because you know they think oh my gosh it's going to be uh, it's going to be horrible here and again those are parents assumptions but the, all that all those those feelings of anxiety can quickly turn into feelings of exhilaration as you start making these steps as you start building your skills to be able to, you know, make a get your bills paid. Yeah, you you might want really, really, really want to have cable so that you can watch football games and everything else when they come on. And most you can afford is getting just a window antenna. And you have to spend, you know, sixty bucks. Oh my God, that you know that's that's seven meals there. And you put uh, and you get a just a uh, an HD antenna that you stick into the window, and you watch television that way that might be your first couple years where you're just you're saving up so that you can and building your skills up and your value up so that you can become you can actually afford cable or afford you know internet fast enough internet so that you can actually watch you know watch television television like uh, uh, like netflix and, and all the different streaming services it takes time, and that's what a lot of us young, and even when I was young, I was like, oh, yeah, and didn't really think that uh, life would kick me as hard in the teeth as it did, where I was struggling to make sure that I was able to eat, and I called it, there's a period in my life where I, that I call the starvation years, and it's not that I was homeless. No, I had an apartment. That's all I had. It was an apartment. I had a roof over my head, and I ate Lettuce sandwiches and and ramen noodle and lettuce sandwiches was the was the steak uh, uh, was the New York strip of my life when I had enough to where I could actually buy a head of lettuce and some bread, boom that was amazing. But you know that was maybe once twice you know once twice a month. The other times it was oh shoot there goes you know however much is like six hundred something dollars if I remember right for. Uh, for uh for the apartment and then there's there was the money that was needed for for electricity and when we also had felt we didn't have cell phones we had a phone line this is back in 19 
1994. Yeah, 1994. Holy crap. Yeah. Yeah, it was 1994. It's scary, though. And I can understand where the anxiety comes from. And But I really honestly wonder if the person who asked the question, if they're suffering from anxiety and depression because they're living with their parents, they're being too comfortable. And that's probably where most of that that anxiety and depression uh, comes from is the fact that you, that person is not stretching their themselves, not taking their life and living it to the fullest. They're being comfortable. They're staying with mommy and daddy. And that's not going to cut the matter at all. That's not going to help them. That's not helping their state of mind. That's not helping and serving them in any way possible. So, and I hope that you guys, whenever your kids turn 18 and they're, maybe they're still in school, they may start, you know, but as soon as they get, they're 18 and they're at, they're out of high school, they graduate from high school, that you have had that conversation with them of, hey, so what are you doing? going to be doing with your life now? Where are you going to be living? Oh, well, in the fall, I'm going to go to college. Okay, sweet. You've got here until it's time to go to college. Go to college. Boom. We'll get you moved up, uh, moved up there. We'll take all your stuff, put it in storage and move you out and move them out of the house. It's a scary time to be thought of. We have to move out of the house, but it's something that kids need. If kids don't want to be, don't want to go to college, be okay with that too. And just say, all right. Well, we need to devise a plan. When are you going to be moving out of the house? Are you going to be, is it going to be six months down the road? Is it, you know, oh, I was really thinking of leaving. It's like, well, no, you need to start thinking of leaving. You need to start thinking of getting out of the house and living your life on your terms, the way you want to live, not according to how I want you to live. And yeah, like I said, it's a scary thing. But you can do it. And I recommend everybody do that. They get themselves out living on. If this is you, if you are living, still living at home with your parents, dude, get a hold of me. Brian with a Y at relaxmail.com. Let me know that you are, uh, you're, you're uh, still living with your parents at past the age of 18, 19. Maybe you're still in school and you're just finishing up school and you're 19. Okay. But if you're been out of, out of school for a year, and you're still living with your parents, whether you're going to college or not, doesn't matter. Call, shoot me an email. I will talk to you. I want you to get, see you grow up, be the man you need to be and get your butt out of the house and start living your own life and not living on living with mommy and daddy. Because dude, if you're wondering why the chicks aren't coming to you, knocking on your door, that's probably one of the big ones. Is why it's because you're staying at mom and dad's house. Nothing kills a woman's sex drive faster than hey, I'm living over my 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 place is you know the basement of the mom and dad's house. Ah, uh, they let see hear that and they go, no, this dude can't even take care of himself. My gosh, how's how's he going to take care of me too? So guys, get out of the house if you're still living with your mom and dad, unless you're in your fifties or so and your mom is an elderly mom and she is living with you. Or she asked you to move into the, her house and take care of her in her elderly years. Okay. That's the only time little boys go back to their mom's house is when they are taking care of an elderly mom as she gets on in, in years. That is the only time. Any other time mom is fully able, uh, capable of doing things on her own. You need to be with your having a family, having a wife and living in your own house wherever it is you want to live. All right. So now with that, let's go to over to the main topic. Now, 
main topic this week is assumptions. And you heard me talk about a couple of different assumptions that we have that w- w- can hold us back, cause us problems. Parents assuming that living in a bad neighborhood is going to, you know, wind, cause their kids to be either dead in the, in, in, in the gutter or, you know, hooked on drugs or whatever, whatever fear. We're going to get mugged, you know, three times a day. We, we have all these weird assumptions and we have, we assume that that's what's going to happen. And because we fear that type of stuff, and we have those assumptions, those assumptions build on fears and those fears then cause us to make really bad decisions about like, yeah, okay, junior, let's, let's, look, you just stay here at the house until you make enough money to be able to live on your own. Well, you're not helping him. You're not causing him to struggle. Struggle is good in a person's life. We, there, we assume so many different times. We've heard this, the phrase, when you assume you make an ass out of you and me, you assume that your son cannot make it on his own, cannot survive living outside of your own house. So you just made your son look like an ass and you now look like an ass because of that. And because of your, you're doing it. Yeah. You, you're trying to protect him, but no, you're not doing him any favors. Assumptions are just ways of us trying to look for patterns. They're not facts. They're not real. They're not anything that is, it, they don't serve anybody. There's a reason why we've all had that experience, you know, where you saw, uh, uh, and it usually was either uh, when you were young and you met up with a, you stepped into a, and first time you were able to be of drinking age and you go, Hey, I've always wanted to check out this bar. You walk in the bar and it is nothing but a bunch of bikers. It's a big old biker bar. And there's every burly man there. You go in there and you're like, Oh crap. I can't just turn around. I, you know, you just swallow your, 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 your heart back down into your, into your chest. And you walk up to the bar and you, you know, you order a beer or whatever. And then you start talking with, the burly biker dudes that are all around you and you come to find out, you know, one's an accountant, one's a lawyer, got a couple, maybe even a couple doctors in there and they're all just normal men. They're just normal guys. A lot of might be in construction and things like that, but they're all just normal guys and enjoying life. And they just, they are, like to ride bikes. And so when riding bikes, it's kind of a good idea to have, you know, assless chaps or chaps and but actually wear pants underneath them things like that uh, and you got your 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 vests or, or or biker jacket on those are actually have functions and because you didn't realize it you were just sitting there uh seeing these guys covered head to toe in leather that you know they're a bunch of mean guys or you know, they're easier to hide bulletproof but i don't know what what we thought i had the experience where i had a bunch of bikers actually come into a, a, to a museum that I was uh, security for back in like 93. And, oh, I was like, oh no, they're going to, they're going to get, they're going to, I knew they were going to cause some type of problem. Just knew it. I assumed that there's these guys are, are up to no, and they were just some of the most pleasant, happiest, fun loving guys. I mean, they laughed, they caused everybody else to laugh. They were having a good time. They were enjoying the, the museum and were just having just, they were just great folks. And it just surprised the heck out of me. And that's where I realized that, you know, you can't judge a book by the, by its cover. Those I still sadly do. And you've seen people you saw, you know, a lot of times, guys when it comes to you see a good looking gal you may assume that she's already taken 
And a lot of times that's not actually the fact. A lot They say that a lot of the good looking women out there, they have trouble finding guys to take them out on dates because all the guys just kind of sit around and go, Oh, she's taken. She's too high. She's, uh, she's, you know, too much for me. She's, or she's too high maintenance. You know, we all have these weird assumptions about these beautiful women that come to find out if you were to actually just take the time to, to go up to her and say, hi, how you doing? And not do it in a sleazy pickup artist way. You might actually accidentally find out that there's a really good looking woman who finds you really interesting. And she would like to go on a hike down to, to the Canyon sometime. You know, there's things you can do there. You, you can, all you have to do is get past what your assumption is and poof, while you were able to, you're in a completely different world. Assumptions cause you to play life small because it's going off of complete and total lies that you're telling yourself. There's not an ounce of, of fact in what you see and or what you're thinking. Now, there are times where, yeah, you may be making an assumption of, well, I can't let uh, my son do that. What if he gets into a wreck? Well, that you're, uh, or you have that, you know, that deep gut feeling. There's intuition and intuitions are completely different critter. And I may dive into talking about intuition somewhere down the road. But when you're, and you can tell when you're doing this, when you're making assumptions, you're going to find yourself uh, eating crow more times than not. Um, a lot of my son's friends, whenever he was growing up, he had a few friends who I liked, they were good kids, or at least they, they struck me as good kids. There were some that I thought were really great kids and come to find out, uh, no, they've been, they've wound up in jail because they've done stupid. And some of the ones who I thought were just horrible kids and probably, and their parents didn't, you know, didn't watch out after them and on all that, I made the assumption, uh, they turned out to be kind of pretty much all right. Uh, all right. Kids out of, <laughs> out of it all. There's a, uh, the one who just, uh, he was just a, you know, I heard his name and I was just, it, uh, I just cringe and come to find out he's this kid. Now is just one of the most stand up boys I've ever come across and just an amazing young man. He is busting his, but in about 80 different ways. Um, and maybe it was that, uh, yeah, he's, his life was not going, uh, going right. And he decided, you know what, I'm not living my life like this and wanted to change and made the change and, uh, and, and intentionally made changes so that he could become more successful. But then again, uh, who knows? But either way, my assumptions of who he was, was completely wrong. My assumptions of most of people are wind up being wrong. There's a couple that I have had a very good intuition on and I didn't know what he was going to do, what that person was going to do. But you know, there's that, Oh, I just, I have a hard time wanting to trust this person. And those are those that, like I said, that intuition is, is, uh, is uh, the problem. Now, when it comes to assumptions, there's a lot of different issues that piled in when you when you get with when you start playing with assumptions. The first one is first you the you avoid all responsibility for the actions, whether it be well I thought you were going to go deliver the mail or I thought thought you were going to go pick up the kids. Well, no, you're you may have thought that, but that's not the case, and you're trying to pass the buck off 
uh, onto onto your wife or your spouse or whoever by going, oh, well, I thought you were. No, you should have owned it. No, I didn't. Uh, uh, misunderstood. You didn't. Own, you're not owning your dirt. So you're trying to pass the buck to anybody who the buck may stick to. So it doesn't doesn't uh, serve you in any way. When you avoid the responsibility and you try to assume, I assumed he was taken. I assumed that, uh, you know, the McKittrick report was going to be filled out and completed in, in a couple of days. And I, I assumed that John had it, you know, all the assumptions are, they're just thoughts. Like I said, they're us looking for patterns and they're not based at all on any facts. They are based upon an observation, whether it be site-oriented observation or auditory ob- observation. We have, we've thought of, uh, we just have this particular, it's just a particular thought. It keeps us from connecting and getting to know people because, again, we assume the big burly biker dudes are going to whip out a knife and, and kill us. We uh, assume that, uh, you know, the gay men are going to turn us gay. They're turning the frogs gay, as Alex Jones says. <laughs> the, the, uh, but if you take time and you get to know people, you, you find out that your assumptions of them are 99.999% wrong. And they, they don't, they don't help us. Uh, they, like I said, they prevent us from being able to connect with people, prevent us from being able to, get to know people better. And like when, when you're meeting somebody new and you instantly think that they are, you know, not good for anybody, somebody or, or whatever you didn't, you you didn't give the person a chance and you didn't give them a chance because you instantly had an assumption about them and you kept them at arm's length that whole time. So if you want to know about a, uh, if uh, a thought is is an assumption, some things that you can actually do. I was looking around and came across uh, a site called Harley Therapy. Uh, out, it's out of uh, the UK, and they had some interesting questions that you could actually ask yourself uh, when it comes to questioning a an assumption. The first one is: What facts do I have to prove this thought is true? And you have to be honest with yourself. You can't just, well, I've seen it before. No, you haven't seen it before. You haven't seen this person before. You have to be able to prove and use actual proof. Those actual circumstances of that person is who you want to look at, not the, uh, not what you believe to be uh, the, the truth. Because a lot of times we want to take emotions and wrap up into that truth. And when we do that, those are thoughts. We have thoughts about people. Those thoughts are wrong. We want to make sure that we have facts. Facts are points that can be proven in a court of law. Um, I have a a, a, a silver uh, Jeep Cherokee. All right. It's not that I have a beautiful silver Jeep Cherokee. See the difference. One's a thought. One is the facts. Now, once you've decided what the facts are that uh, prove that this is true, talk about what facts do you have that prove that thought isn't true. So that way you're taking it and you're looking at both sides of that coin. 
what is a more realistic in the middle way of seeing this? You can actually say, okay, so I know he's not, he's not packing a, a, a mini gun underneath his vest. All right. He doesn't have one stored in the, in the side bag of his, of his, of his, uh, of his motorcycle. So I, I can tell you, he's probably not a killer and thought of, but you know, so you know he's probably just a guy who likes riding motorcycles. If you can sit down and actually whittle out the BS and become more realistic as to what the you might find that you're actually closer to the truth when you hop into the middle. Now, is this really your own opinion or are you listening to the thoughts and um from that you picked up from other people? Now that's a that's a good one to always ask yourself is you know is this is this thought that I'm having actually mine or is this a thought that I had because this is what my parents always said you know that's that's actually where a lot of our our thoughts and beliefs actually come from is from our parents parents have a set of beliefs and they instill instill those beliefs in into us. And so we often have what we believe to be our own thoughts or actually not our thoughts at all, not our experiences at, at all, but they're actually something that we t- were taught by people and didn't ever bother to question it because, you know, we're five, six, seven, eight, 13 years old. And we were mom and dad, whether we were listening to them at 13 or not, their thoughts and ideas and beliefs are actually planted in our, in our psyche. Now, is that good, bad? No, it's not not bad at all. It's it's not the best. I mean, it would be better if we were if us parents were to step back and let kids develop their own own opinions of stuff. And that's I think people parents are starting to kind of lean that direction. I really wish I had done more of that myself. But uh, it doesn't happen. So we have to sit down and start questioning, hey, is this really how we think it needs to be? Another thing you can actually ask is, is this even a really what I think or what I want to uh, want in the future? Again, this becomes really important when you are coming out of a uh, being a people pleaser. Is this what I really think or is this what, you know, Sally uh, over on over at the next door apartment really thinks? You could also start looking at what would life be like if the opposite of this assumption was true. What if, uh, what if this assumption doesn't exist at all in my life? Who would I be then? And that really starts, you know, that can actually cause a lot of, uh, you know, esoteric, esoteric, uh, uh, not esoteric. What's that? Old, what's uh, I'm trying to use a five dollar word, and I've only got a fifty dollar, uh, fifty cent vocabulary. So, anyhow, it could be a real, you know, soul shaker. But anyhow, assumptions can lead to a lot of misjudgments, and those questions there can actually help. Now, to help you out and to help you kind of see where we all throw assumptions at, you know, there are some common assumptions that us men make that can really change how, if we were to get rid of these, change how we actually live life. One is that uh, thinking that being wrong about something is failing. And no, it's not wrong to, to 
you can be wrong and you can actually be, um, you can actually get better because you have decided that, uh, to, because you were wrong. You may have been on the completely wrong path and you find that out. You were on the wrong keyword, wrong path. And so you're finding yet your, your area of where you need to be is your, you learn that by failure. So to be wrong is actually growing. Being wrong is actually helpful to you. It's good to be wrong. It's better to seek out the facts of proving yourself wrong than to be going out, trying to find a whole bunch of people who just constantly tell you you're always right. Life is not about you. That's another problem that a lot of guys and and honestly, a lot of women have. It's not about you. It's not always about you. You're not the center of the universe. The moment you can realize that is and and change how you view stuff, you can actually start growing even more once you start trying to serve the people around you instead of trying to get them to serve your needs. You start serving their needs. All of a sudden, you start seeing people's hearts open up. You start seeing friendships blossom, and you start becoming more enriched, both financially and spiritually. And it's a great thing when you actually start serving people instead of waiting for them to serve you. You have to be available all the time. This one here is one of those uh, assumptions that causes men to burn out and and burn out so badly that sadly they kill themselves. You don't have to be available all the time. It's actually better if you set the boundaries of, hey, I am available between six in the morning and seven, uh, seven at night. Anything other than that? No. And that only applies to, you know, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. Any other day you try to get a hold of me, I may not answer. You set times when you're not going to be available. And stick to those. You're going to have people want to push against that. How, hey, I've got this rule. I've got this, uh, this, this project that's got to be done. We're running late. Can you just do it real quick for me? I was like, dude, no, sorry. I can't. It's not Tuesday. It's not Wednesday, nor is it Thursday. We're not doing that. Have time when you were not available. Even God had to take a break after creating the universe. Busy and productive are the same thing. That's one of the big assumptions that a lot of people have. Oh, I was busy, man. I was all, I'm all sorts of busy. Well, okay. Well, busy is one thing, but uh, did you produce anything? Uh, No. Busy and productive, two separate critters. You want to be productive. You don't want to be busy. Busy just is you running around looking like you're doing something important. That's what you do to your, for your boss to, to try to fool your boss, to have him think that you're doing stuff. When in all reality, we know that you were standing around at the water cooler talking about the football game two nights ago for the third time. Your emotions are created by outside events. This is one of those big uh, assumptions. Oh, well, she's she, she, I can't make her happy. Well, guess what? You're right. You can't make her happy. She can't make you happy. That guy did not piss you off. You, that guy did something that caused a thought that, and that thought's what pissed you off. Your thought, you pissed yourself off. You are the one who feels down in the dumps. You're the one who is happy because you see your daughter being, is dressed in all white walking down the aisle. You feel the love for your wife. Your wife's actions don't create, cause you to feel love. Nothing outside of your mind creates an emotion. But yet we always have, we, 
you always see people say, well, they made me happy. They make me so happy. Man, you, you these are people passing that responsibility. As I said before, that is where you dodge. Uh, assuming is avoiding the responsibility for an action. Another one is you can do it by yourself. Now, again, the guys grow more when they have a band of brothers together, like the brotherhood of men, you can grow a hell of a lot faster and a hell of a lot quicker. And you can take a lot more of the little shortcuts in life by understanding when to take those shortcuts and the uh, groups like the brotherhood of men can help you understand, Hey, this is a, this is a time we need to make a change. This is time we need to make a, a shift. And because of that, when you start doing that, you can actually become stronger. You develop uh, uh, better friends and you stop becoming a, uh, stop becoming a victim thinking that everybody else has your power. And in reality, that power control was controlled by you the whole time. So guys, with that, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to let you go. Thank you again for, uh, for listening. If there was anything mentioned in here that you thought needed to be heard by your cousin, your best friend, someone else in, in the office with you, share that to them. Just all of our podcast, uh, apps these days have some type of share button, click that share button, send it as a text message. Hey dude, I this caused me to think of you. I think you would benefit from hearing this. And send it to them or just, Hey man, there's this new podcast. There's this podcast uh, show out there that I think all us men need to start listening to and share that with them, share that in your, in your, all the groups that you're a part of, whether that's on Facebook, Instagram, you know, D buzz, any of the other, other uh, social media apps out there. I found a new one out there a couple of days ago called Sapien. Looks really interesting. Uh, again, it's a it's a blockchain. It's a it's a web 3.0 uh, uh, social media app. So it, I don't know how well it's going to work, but it's it might. <laughs> but anyhow, as you uh, as you share this out, tell people about it. Help them to become understand what the relax mail is about and how it can help them. They, and the best way to do that is to bring them out, point them over towards relaxmail.com, point them towards the podcast and help them to, uh, let's see if we could get help this, this, this little ba merry band of men grow to become the movement to fight for masculinity and to, for men living their life on their terms and, and, and not as, on the terms of what's a, some, you know, news head on the television things because they don't know deadly squat so guys with that i thank you for listening rate review the show on whatever app it is you have if you need one go to uh, podchaser or relaxmail.com forward slash podchaser and there's a place that i would love to have more more reviews so that guys that y'all take care love you lots bye